Today's Parenting Great Kids podcast is brought to you by Khan Academy. Khan Academy Kids is an award-winning educational app with thousands of interactive activities, exercises, games, and books that will inspire a lifetime of learning and discovery for kids ages 2 to 7. It covers a range of subjects including early literacy, reading, writing, math, social, emotional learning, plus creative and physical activities. And best of all, it's 100% free. Learn more at con.co slash free kids app. That's K-H-A-N dot C-O slash free kids app. Download it today and let the joyful learning begin. For 30 plus years, I've seen every type of child grow up. Instead of giving me what I wanted, she gave me what I needed, which was truth. Don't let emotions win. Let truth win. Do your very best, and you should have a lot of fun while you do it. And the better you get at something, the more fun you're going to have at something. You moms and dads are wired with everything you need to be a parent to a great kid. Welcome to Parenting Great Kids. This is episode number 104. I'm your host, Dr. Meg Meeker. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. I decided to talk to you about the coronavirus, how to talk to your kids about it, and how to keep yourself from going crazy if your kids are all home and you are as well. So we've got a great show today. As always, I'll share my points to ponder so you can start using them right away. And parents, as a reminder, don't just download the episodes, click subscribe. Because when you do that, you're joining my parenting revolution And every new episode will automatically show up in your subscribe list. Also, we're not only on iTunes, but the PGK podcast is also now available in the Google Play Store and on Stitcher. So no matter where you get your podcast, subscribe today. Parents, I'd like to take an opportunity to talk with you about coronavirus. I know you've heard it discussed ad nauseum, but I think it would be important to talk about how the coronavirus affects you, affects your kids, and affects your family. Because there are a lot of questions that come to me from kids, and it's important that you as parents know how to talk to your kids about coronavirus, whether they're eight or 18. It's really important for you to be well informed about what it is, what to say, and how to dispel myths about the coronavirus. So first of all, exactly what is the coronavirus? The coronavirus is a new virus, and because it's a virus, it means it can't be killed with antibiotics. That's first and foremost. A lot of people think that, you know, wonder why can't it be cured with amoxicillin or Bactrim or something like that. But viruses cannot be cured with antibiotics. The coronavirus is a respiratory illness, and believe it or not, there are numerous coronaviruses. Uh, it was, the coronavirus was responsible for SARS, if you remember that, and MERS. So there are about seven strains of the coronavirus. The one that we're dealing with now, COVID-19, is a new strain. And that means that people don't have immunity against COVID-19. What are the symptoms of coronavirus? If you're infected, you will have fundamentally three symptoms. 
Fever, it can be low grade or high grade. You'll get a cough, usually a dry cough, and you'll experience shortness of breath. You may experience malaise, muscle aches, and a feeling that you're just sick, kind of like the flu, that you are tired, you want to be in bed all day, but kids can experience very mild symptoms or no symptoms at all if they get infected. If you have not been exposed that you know of, it's really important that you take precautions that the Center for Disease Control and Prevention is advising. First, you should have no close contact with any sick person or anyone who tests positive for COVID-19. It's important that you not touch your eyes, your mouth, or your faith. And wash your hands, particularly important to teach your kids, that you need to wash them for at least 20 seconds. That's about the time it takes to sing happy birthday to yourself. If you have been exposed, make sure that you quarantine yourself for 14 days from the time you were exposed, 14 days from the time that you were last exposed to COVID-19. Many parents ask, can you get coronavirus from food? There have been no cases where people have gotten COVID-19 from food, so don't be afraid of picking it up that way. COVID-19 is spread through respiratory droplets that people spread from one person to another. That means if you touch your nose and then you touch another person's face, they could get COVID-19. If you cough on them or they cough on you, if you are too close with them and they're talking and they they tend to spit on you, sorry for the um, kind of crass illustration there, but it's important to know about. So anytime you've come in contact with a person and you've been very close to them and they've sneezed or coughed, you have a pretty good chance of contracting COVID-19. We hear that COVID-19 is a pandemic. What does that mean? Is a pandemic an infection that's necessarily going to make us very sick? Um, No, a pandemic is simply an epidemic that has gone global. It doesn't mean it's more serious than an epidemic. It simply means that an, an infection has spread around the world. Many parents also ask, what percent of kids who get COVID-19 are going to get sick? We don't really know what the percentage of kids who are exposed to it are going to get sick because we just don't have those numbers yet in the United States. But we do know that in China, out of the 45,000 people who've been documented to have COVID-19, there has only been one death and a person under 20. So it appears that kids who contract the coronavirus either don't have symptoms, or if they have symptoms, they're very, very mild. We are seeing kids who are able to fight off coronavirus better than adults. We don't know exactly why that is, but it's really great for parents to know. If your child has been exposed to somebody with coronavirus, it's probably going to be an adult. Again, it's important for you to quarantine your child just the way you would quarantine yourself. Many parents have asked, are we going overboard in shutting down schools and universities? You know, we never know if we're going overboard until the virus has passed. 
But at this point, what we're trying to do in the United States is get the virus to stop spreading as quickly as we can. We're doing it primarily to help the elderly and those who have an immune-compromised illness. So even though we're not worried that we're necessarily going to get sick or that our kids are necessarily going to get sick, we want to prevent exposure and spread of the virus to those who are highest at risk. We know that kids carry the coronavirus even though they may not appear ill. So because kids can carry it and spread it around so easily and because kids aren't necessarily used to taking the precautions that parents are used to taking, like washing their hands and not touching their face and nose, it's really important that we keep coronavirus from spreading in the schools because kids are carriers. That's why we've shut down a lot of schools. It's not because we fear for our kids. It's because we have to decrease the amount of spread in the United States. Again, As we look back, we may see that maybe we were overreacting. We may see that we weren't overreacting at all and that the virus got out of control. But it's really important to err on the side of being overcautious rather than undercautious. Parents, I hope you're enjoying our podcast today. We need to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. I'll be right back with more of my explanation of coronavirus. Parents, teencounseling.com connects your 13 to 19-year-old with a licensed professional counselor right where they spend most of their time, on their smartphone. The process starts by completing a short questionnaire to help them understand your relationship with your teen and their specific needs. You'll then be matched with a skilled therapist in teencounseling.com's network of specialists who will be available to start communicating Within 24 hours, you'll have the opportunity to review their credentials and directly communicate with the counselor to make sure it's a good fit. Then, once you approve, the counselor and your team will begin communicating directly. Teen Counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so it's easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's also more affordable than traditional counseling and financial aid is available. So visit teencounseling.com slash make and help your teen take charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Parenting great kids with Dr. Meg Meeker listeners can get 10% off your first month at teencounseling.com slash Meg. Designed with measurements from millions of women, Third Love's bra styles are made to fit your life. They have over 80 bra sizes, but know that the only one that matters is yours. Friends, I love Third Love's bras. When you put them on, you don't know you have them on. There's no pinching, no digging, no movement. And best of all, you don't feel tags digging into your skin. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own with straps that won't slip, tagless labels, and lightweight memory foam cups mold to your shape. Plus, returns and exchanges are free and easy. In fact, thanks to Third Love's perfect fit promise, every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. 
And if you don't love it, return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. How cool is that? Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash Meg now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Meg for 15% off today. I'd like to review with you important steps that you can take as a parent to talk to your kids about coronavirus. Many kids aren't paying attention to the coronavirus at all. They're not thinking about it. They're not worried about it. They don't want to be talked to about it. On the other hand, there are kids at the opposite end of the spectrum who are terrified of the coronavirus. They hear what's going on in the news. They've heard their teachers talking about it, and now they know that their schools are closed, and they're very worried that they're going to die or that a loved one may die. So regardless what your child is communicating to you about the coronavirus, it's really important that you sit down and have some conversations. When you talk to your kids about coronavirus, again, whether they're worried or whether they're not worried, it's very important that you use a calm tone of voice, that you use body language that communicates to them that you're not worried. Even if you are worried, Try not to communicate your fear to your kids. It's really important because kids take cues from you. And if they sense that you're afraid, they're going to be doubly afraid because in their eyes, you're the one that's supposed to be in charge. You're the one that's supposed to make sure they're okay. And if they see that you're afraid, they believe that they may not be okay. Second, tell your kids what the virus is. Tell them what a virus is. Tell them that it can't be treated with uh, antibiotics. Tell them that we have on the horizon some medications that may be helpful in treating the coronavirus, but right now we're not routinely using those medications. Tell them how it spreads from coughing or sneezing on somebody and that it it, it's spread primarily from one person to another person. Kids get worried that maybe if they touch a chair or they touch the table, they may more easily get it. Tell them, however, it really is important to stay away from touching things that are commonly used, grocery carts, uh, things in a grocery store, door handles. You don't want to frighten them, but just tell them it's really important to wash their hands and to sanitize whenever they touch something outside of their home. You want to talk to them very clearly, and then you want to ask them if they have any questions about it. If you have questions you can't answer, Go to the CDC website. You will find answers to any kind of question you have about the coronavirus. Third, tell your children that they're not nearly as likely to get sick as adults. It's really important that you tell them you're going to hear about people getting sick. You're going to hear about people dying. You're going to hear about it uh, through the internet, through media, through television. But it's really important that they understand that if they get the virus, chances are extremely low that they're going to get really sick from it or die. Tell them also that if you are an otherwise healthy adult, chances that you're going to get really sick and die 
are very low as well. Kids tend to worry about their parents and they want to know, mom and dad, are you going to die from coronavirus? So again, answer the questions before they even ask them. Fourth, tell them what to do. Empower your kids, um, for want of a better word. Tell them to stay away from sick friends. They're not going to like that. Tell them to wash their hands all the time. Tell them to overwash their hands. And again, wash their hands for 20 seconds. Tell them to not touch their mouth, their face, or their nose. And if they do, and kids always do, if they do, to use a wipe. You have to really train kids to use these wipes because they're just not used to to doing it, particularly if they're, if they're younger. Um, tell them to cover their nose and mouth when they sneeze. How do they do that? If you just told them not to touch their mouth or their nose, have them sneeze into the crook of their elbow. Five, tell your kids that they are going to hear a lot of things about the coronavirus. A lot are going to be true, but a lot are not going to be true. So it's really important that you tell your kids that if they hear something or they want to know anything about the coronavirus, they need to come to you because you have all the right answers. So it's really important um, that you dispel myths that your kids may have. For instance, some kids believe if they wash their mouth out with mouthwash and they gargle for so long, they're not going to get coronavirus. This is absolutely not true. Um, so whenever they hear anything, tell them to come to you. Let's turn the corner here and talk uh, about a couple ways that you, mom and dad, can keep from going crazy with such a dramatic lifestyle change. If you're a working parent um, who suddenly needs to be home because you can't work in your office or you uh, have to work from home and now your kids are home full time, it's going to be a huge adjustment for everybody. First of all, you're going to transition to being with kids who aren't used to being with you and you're going to transition to being with kids who aren't necessarily happy. They're not happy to be around you so much, but they're not happy to be holed up in their house. So they're going to be agitated, they're going to be frustrated, and they're even going to be angry. So it's going to be hard for you to adjust being home. It's going to be hard for you to adjust being with kids all day. And it's going to be even harder to adjust to being with kids who aren't necessarily very happy. So how can you deal with this? First of all, you need to find a way that you can diffuse your frustration. Figure out what you're going to do that's going to help you relax. If you need to go in your room for half an hour and sit there in quiet or meditate, or maybe you need to sit and journal, maybe you need to sit and listen to quiet music all by yourself, do it. Tell your kids, mom and dad uh, need a little of a, bit of alone time. I have to go away and be quiet. It's really important that you do something like that. Maybe you need to go outside for a walk, and, but you just need to separate yourself for your kids. Tell them that you need to do that in order to be a happier mom or dad to be around. Um, secondly, kids are going to have to continue their schoolwork. You're going to have to continue your work. So it's really important to sit down with your kids and make up a schedule. Again, they're not going to like it, but that's okay. Their teacher would do the same thing. Tell your kids from nine until noon or one o'clock, it's study work time for everybody period. You're going to be up at eight o'clock. I'm going to be up at eight o'clock and work begins at nine. Tell 
everybody in the family that that's the way it's going to be. Third, ask everybody to support each other. Sit down and tell your kids and say, look, I don't like this any better than you do. I'm not happy about the situation, but let's work together because we're all really frustrated. We need to pitch in and be kinder to each other. Don't snap at each other. Don't hit your sister more than you usually want to. So tell kids that you need to cooperate um, with one another. The next thing to do is Ask to tell your kids that they need to pitch in on chores. Yes, they're going to hate it. But because they're home, it's really important and the house is going to be messier and there's probably going to be more laundry that everybody is going to have a chore that they're going to need to have to do during this period. And then you assign those chores. Sally, you're going to vacuum twice a week. You're going to vacuum the living room and your bedroom. Uh, Johnny, you're going to start doing everybody else's laundry. You can even rotate kids on uh, laundry schedules. Um, Allison, you're going to be cleaning the kitchen Tuesday and Thursday. And then Sam, you're going to be cleaning the kitchen from Monday to Wednesday. You get what I'm saying. You divvy up chores that all of your kids are going to have to do. And don't single one person out to do them. Have everybody do chores. Also, it's very important that you get your kids outside. If you live in the city or an urban area, take them to a park and let them run around. Be at the park for at least an hour a day. If you have boys, they have to run hard. So get them out there, throw them a baseball, kick a soccer ball. Your girls need to do the exact same thing. You've got to keep your kids moving so that they get tired. If you have a backyard or woods, let them go, let them romp. But it's really important that they get outside. It's also important for your kids to have times that they get away from you and their siblings. So tell your kids that it's important for them to have some quiet time on their own. Maybe they can go to their room for half an hour or an hour and listen to music or read or do something. But it's really important to recognize that they need time away from everybody else too. If you can find projects for your kids to do that they can do together with their siblings where they have to cooperate with one another, this is a wonderful time to do this. They'll learn to lean on each other, uh, to depend on each other, to get a project done. Board games. Make sure you have board games that are appropriate for every age kid in your home. And finally, and I love this one, find some elderly people who are shut in their homes, who are around your area. When you find those people, sit down with your kids and say, Mrs. So-and-so isn't able to leave her house. What can we do for her to make sure that she's okay, that she's not sick during this time? You may get her cell phone number. You uh, may deliver her food. You may uh, FaceTime with her, with your kids. You may ask her what she needs and have a healthy person, usually you, bring it to her. If you don't want to interact with her, that's fine. Leave it on her front step. But talk to your kids about the needs of others, not just their own frustration and their needs. It'll really help get their minds off of themselves, their mind off of their own misery, and think about another person. Lastly, I would like 
to encourage all of you parents who pray with your kids to add in the coronavirus and its infectivity on our country to your prayer list. It's really important that you pray with your kids for anybody out there, kids or adults, who may be infected with the virus, that they recover quickly and they return to health. It's also important that you pray that the virus will be contained and gotten under control as quickly as possible. Again, that gives kids something positive to do, and it asks the God of the universe who is in charge of everything to bring the virus and the effects of the virus quickly under control. Points to ponder. One, quell your fear. You know, many parents feel frightened. Some parents don't feel fear at all. But if you are one of the parents that feels frightened for yourself or for your kids, take a big deep breath and tell yourself that if you get it and you're otherwise a healthy adult, chances are you're going to do very, very well with the virus. Also, it's important for you to communicate to your kids that you are not afraid, even if you're feeling anxious. Make sure your kids feel that you've got everything in control, that your job is to protect them and make sure they're safe, and that as far as they are concerned, if they're under 18, the risk of them getting a serious infection is extremely low. You can tell them if they do get the infection, they may or may not even have symptoms. If they have symptoms, they'll have a low-grade fever, a cough, and sometimes that's it. If they do get the infection, again, they may not even have symptoms. So it's important not to let fear take over you or your kids. Two, Talk to your kids about the importance of pulling together during this time until the coronavirus goes away. Life at home will be a whole lot easier for you and your kids if you sit down and talk with them and say, you know what, guys, this is hard for everybody. It's hard for me. It's hard for dad. It's hard for you. And we are experiencing some major lifestyle changes. I want you to understand they're not going to last forever. But in the meantime, it's really important for us as a family to pull together and to help each other. No one likes being in this situation. So we really need to support one another. Telling your kids that you as a family need to work together will really help the kids understand that you're all in it together. Three, explain precautions they need to take in order to decrease their chances of getting the coronavirus. I know you've heard it a million times, hand washing, making sure you're distancing yourself from other people. Don't go with crowds. Don't travel a whole lot. But don't assume that your kids know the same precautions that you do, particularly if they're 10 years old and younger. So explain the precautions very, very simply. Tell your kids, make sure your kids know that they need to wash their hands. Tell them that when they start, they should sing happy birthday in their head. And when the song is over, they can rinse and dry their hands. Length of time that you're washing your hands is very important. Teach them to use hand sanitizer. Make sure it's over 60% alcohol. Keep it around your house. Make sure they have wipes in their backpack or their purse. Keep them in the car wherever you go. Again, teach them to use those wipes. Kids aren't used to wiping their hands the way you or I do. Most of them will 
touch anything, put their hands in their mouth, they'll rub their hands in dirt, and they'll put their hands in their mouth, smear them on their face, whatever. So it's really important to train your kids how to keep their hands clean because they're really not used to doing it. I encourage you, if you have kids under 10, to show them how to wash their hands, how to wash them long enough, how to use the wipes and when to use the wipes. Teach them how to sneeze and cough in the crook of their elbow. A lot of kids don't know that. Teach them to stay away from other kids, and you have to show them how far six feet is. Don't assume your kids already know the precautions. You need to show them how they need to take those precautions. All right, parents, let's get social. I want to hear from you and interact with you. You can connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Meg Meeker MD. Or if you have a question, no question is off limits, send it to askmeg at megmeekermd.com. Today, I have a question from Alyssa. Dear Dr. Meg, I have three kids, a two-month-old, a three-year-old, and a six-year-old. The coronavirus is freaking me out. I don't worry about myself getting it or my husband, but my six-year-old has been in school for the past few weeks. Will he infect everyone in the house? Should I worry more about my two-month-old than my other kids? What a great question, Alyssa. First of all, There really is nothing that you can do about your six-year-old's exposure at school. But again, I wouldn't be afraid for your kids. As we talked about, the coronavirus doesn't wreak havoc in children the way it does in adults. So if any of your kids comes down with the coronavirus, he may or may not get symptoms. So don't worry about the kids. Many parents are especially worried about infants two months old and under. It's important for you to watch your baby very carefully. And if he or she gets a fever of 100 degrees or more, I strongly recommend calling your pediatrician and seeing if he or she wants to see the baby. We are a little bit more cautious with young children. But again, Your baby has a lot of immunity from being in the womb in his or her bloodstream that came through the placenta from you. So bottom line, don't worry, take regular precautions. The truth of the matter is you and your husband have a higher chance of getting sicker from the coronavirus. My next question comes from Lisa. Dear Dr. Meg, my husband was exposed to a colleague at work with a coronavirus. He thinks, what should we do? Should he leave the house? (laughs) Sorry to laugh. (laughs) It depends on if you really want him to. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Recommendations for parents who have been exposed to the coronavirus are the same as recommendations for other people. Your husband needs to quarantine himself. Now, does that mean he should leave the house and you and the kids? No. The recommendations are for him to stay as far away from you and the kids as possible. That means he should sleep in a separate bedroom as much of the day as possible, stay in a different room from the kids. But again, you know, it's almost impossible to keep parents and kids away from one another. So do the best that you can, but he really doesn't need to leave the home. And remember, whenever he begins the quarantine, it should be 14 days from the time he was exposed. 
Parents, you know I love answering your questions, so please keep sending them in to me. You can email me any question to askmeg at megmeekermd.com. Again, askmeg at megmeekermd.com. Friends, I want to thank you for listening today. In closing, I want to to reassure you that there's nothing to panic about. If you want to hear this podcast over or find anything else that I'm writing about the coronavirus or anything else you'd like to hear about, go to meekerparenting.com. We have so much information for you there. Meekerparenting.com. Now, let's recap my points to ponder. One, quell your own fear. Two, Talk to your kids about the importance of pulling together while the pandemic lasts. Three, explain the precautions with your kids and practice them in front of the kids if you have small children. So until next time, parents, always remember that great kids are raised, not born. Hey, this is Bobby, producer of Meg Meeker's Parenting Great Kids podcast. Thanks for listening. And because of your dedication to raising great kids, Dr. Meg's Parenting Revolution has grown to over 3 million downloads. Head on over to Facebook and Twitter and follow at Meg Meeker MD and check out what's new at MegMeeker.com. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter to stay updated and get information about giveaways. Don't forget to share the podcast with other parents. Subscribe so you won't miss anything. And leave us a review so we know how we're doing. 